When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Storm and Ricardo bringing you the netballing moments that matter. Centre pass in focus on SENZ. Big Door Leaper fan. Uh, no Ricardo in uh, for your centre pass in focus today. Um, and I are filling in for him. I've been in here for. Um, I can't even tell you. I can't remember a time when I wasn't in the studio. And I was failing a little bit. The energy levels are falling. And Storm Purvis has am. come to the rescue. She's, the energy. she's brought in some delicious, delicious uh, hot cross <laughs> buns. What flavour are they? Do you know what? these? I keep hearing them on the radio being advertised. On ECNZ. Apologies if it's not on ECNZ. <laughs> I hope it is now that I've started this conversation. Um, they're like cookie time crossed countdown hot cross buns. Right, yeah, it's so got some like sort of cookie on top of like it. Sma- and smashed inside them as well. Oh, really? I feel like if you had a microwave in here, if we had time to find a microwave, that'd be way better. Oh, Jacob's got time to find a microwave. Jacob, if you could just chuck a couple of those in the microwave, yeah, great. Right, give prob- me the thumbs up. Thanks, it could mate. probably nuke a couple up. Well, what have you been up to so far today, Storm? Um, to be honest, I spent about two hours talking netball um, on our Sky Sport Netball podcast. Uh, spent all day at Crown Goes Wild watching netball, and now I'm here to talk netball with you. Oh, Mano. brilliant. Well, we couldn't have found a better person to do it. Yes, great. Um, but we don't want just Storm's thoughts. We want your thoughts as well on the temper bed post. Text machine, don't uh, be afraid to get in touch, Double eight. Double three. Uh, coming up on the show, Vet McCausland Jury is going to be on in about the 15-minute mark. It'll be good to talk to her. Um, Storm's performance of the week. Storm's going to put together a, uh, a full team, a fantasy team, if you will. My least favourite part of the show, is to it? be honest. Why? Oh, I just feel like, you know, like a lot of my mates are still playing. Yes. And I, I'm really hoping none of them listen and be like, why don't you pick me? And, oh, this player sucks. What are you thinking? This? Pe- people are really opinionated about netball. Real netball diehard fans are super opinionated. Well, so. and it's hard because then they hear, oh, Storm's been on the radio. She didn't pick you in her team. Yeah. Now you've got to deal with it. You're going to have to cut those people out, I'm afraid. I know, so I know. It's the only way to deal with it. Don't um, have many friends as it is, so, you know, what's a couple less? <laughs> um, Tapia Selby-Rickett will be joining the show later on as well towards the end of the show. Um, you better hope you've put her in, surely, because if you're going to announce the team. No spoilers. Okay, no spoilers. No spoilers. I'm looking forward to it. Um, coming up, well, actually right now, yeah. uh, we're going to go through, let's go through game by game, shall we? Um, p- pretty... Disjointed season thus far, would it be fair to say that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're only two rounds in, so we've had two rounds so far. Round one, we only had the two games. Uh, the Pulse withdrew from their round one game um, thanks to having like nine COVID cases within mm. their squad of ten. So if you've got four or more COVID-affected players in your ten contracted players, you can apply to withdraw. So rightly so, they did that. Um, if you've only got four, you have to kind of find players from around the country or from your NNL squad, the league below, and stuff yeah. like that. So, so that was my supplementary question. Yes. You're staying in shape just in case they need a, uh, a call-up? The Stars invited me to training last week. Did they? And Kitty Wills, coach, made me play. She said, Stormy, you only have to play half an hour at goal keep. I just need you to you know, take some anti-inflames and come and do it. Just need a body. Just need a body. And I ended up playing about 
48 minutes and a whole quarter at Gold Defence, which is where you run around a lot. And so yeah. I have been like bracing myself on the side of like toilet walls, <laughs> trying to squat myself down to a loo. It's been a nightmare. So I believe I'm on the wider kind of call up list. Is that but right? I think I'd be right at the bottom. If it um, makes you feel better, like 46 year old Liana DeBrain's also on that list. So, you know, it's. It's a long list. <laughs> well, it's, it's a long list, but it's needed. I was looking at the uh, the points table, and there's uh, a wild differential. The team at the top has played three. The team directly below them has only played one. Yes. Um, the Pulse played the Mystics. That was the first game of this round at Taropiraha Arena down there in Porirua. Uh, the Mystics taking it out 66 to 60. I've got a big list of stats here. I know you love your stats. Oh, great. Storm, but what yeah. what did you see from that game? Look, this was the game that I kind of called out last week um, on the show as the one to watch for the round. It was the first time we get to see the Pulse and the first time we get to see the Mystics with Grace Nwicky. Um, if you follow Netball in this country, you know who Grace Nwicky is. She's, right, even if you don't. Yeah, exactly. She's um, an absolute superstar in the making. She's a giant. Um, she doesn't miss and she was actually our MVP of that game. Um, she put up Put up 51 shots and scored 50, 49 of them at 96%. So that is crazy impressive for someone who has been recovering from COVID, playing a full game mm. in goal shoot. Um, that was really, really great to see. The Pulse, like, they were still good, you know? Like, they've been really affected by COVID. Um, they didn't have their head coach, Yvette, who we're going to talk to shortly on the mm. show, on the sideline because she had COVID. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she was kind of phoning in on the sideline to her acting coach, Waimarama Tomanu. Is that actually what they were doing? I I want to ask Yvette. Yes. That's why I'm thinking we should call her. I want to find out what was happening Absolutely. there. Absolutely, because that's been happening in the NRL as well a bit. Right. There have been players. It's weird because they'll release it like they've been ruled out from COVID as if they were going to go and suit up. But <laughs> how much different would it be to just ring in? I mean, the same thing, wouldn't well, it? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I imagine she would have been following on her iPad and had, you know, the phone ready to go a lot. Screaming down the phone. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But um, the Mystics, like, they're just looking pretty untouchable, to be honest, especially when they've got their full lineup. Um, Grace Nwicky is, is crucial to them. They did lose round one against the Magic, but you kind of sweep that one under the carpet because they were without Grace Nwicky. Um Peter Toyava came on, had a fantastic game. The thing that, for me, that stood out in that game was just the depth of the Mystics bench. Mm. You know, they didn't have Phoenix Karaga for that game, who's one of their star defenders. Um, She was available later in the round, because the Mystics did have back-to-back games. Um, They start with Monica Faulkner, who's one of their new recruits, and at goal attack, whereas Phil DeVui, who was goal attack last year, was one of the stars for the team. So, Helene Wilson, coach, has the ability to kind of call on her whenever she wants. Um, Peter Toyava didn't start. She came on and was the star of the show. It's just outrageous to me, the depth in this mystic side. You um, need it in a year like this, you though, do, don't you? You really do. And, and a lot I of think it, I feel like, will come down to that. It absolutely will. And that's where the mystics have done so well to sort of harness this culture where they've managed to keep a lot of their squad from last year and then get some big names like Monica Faulkner coming in. Yeah. So, yeah, the polls look good to only lose by six. Um you know, for their first outing, I was I was impressed. And they actually have a rematch this weekend, so I will be looking forward to that one. And we'll be diving into it later on in the yes. show, I believe, as well. Um, at, when you're shooting such high percentages, it really kind of does come down to who can put the most shots up. Does that make it a very defensive-orientated league? Uh, it- it does. Netball's tough, right, because everyone gets the same amount of centre passes here or there. And so if you score all your own goals, you do what you can with the ball you're given, then it's a really boring game. And I think it was <laughs> Robin Broughton way back when who said, you know, defence wins games. So if you can be a team that can not only get ball in defence but get it down the other end and score it, then you're going to be pretty hard to beat. And the issue with playing teams like the Mystics or playing a team 
you know, with someone like Grace Nwicky in the side, it's really hard to get defensive ball. Mm. So when, you know, when oh, team... I was watching the highlights. Oh, she looks God, like right? an absolute menace to deal with. She's like a baby giraffe. Like, I'm so stoked I only had one season to kind of deal with her, to be honest, before I retired. Because <laughs> she, she was a handful and she was only just starting back then. Well, you're watching the ball, it finds itself in her hands and then there's three bodies sprawled across the floor. Yeah. And so, like, there's no point putting your hand up trying to defend her shot. Because, you know, when she puts her hand up to set a shot, she's like 10 centimetres from the hoop anyway. Yeah. So so, yeah, it, it's, it's a tough one. I look forward to seeing how um, teams, you know, going forward, what kind of defence they employ, employ, sorry, and how they sort of approach the ball as it's coming down the court. You've got to attack it from the centre pass, you know, from the shooter's end when you get turnovers. Um, you can't leave it to your poor goalkeeper in the back who's trying to defend one-on-one against her. Yeah, would, would it be fair to say that um, teams, particularly I think I noticed it for the Silver Ferns, I might be off on this, but kind of target it, zone in on her, on yeah. Grace. When they see her out on the court, they... You know, I don't know if it's the correct term, double teams or, yes, or that yes, kind of no, thing. Yes, no, absolutely, you're right. Yeah, especially in, in, at a Ferns level, if you notice that, um, you know, Grace is new to professional netball, let alone international netball. Mm. So I think the likes of, you know, England, Australia, who have these huge bodies on defence, um, probably thought, hey, she's young and new. Let's, let's just rattle her. Let's just bash her up a bit and push her around and see how she copes. So that is definitely, you know, one um, way of approaching it, but I think she's only getting stronger and more confident that that's not going to work for much longer. Well, it's a, it's a great honour as well to have, have people zoning Absolutely. in on you like that. Um, the next game of the round, uh, the tactics I took on the Stars 57 55 at Cal's Stadium. What did you make of this one, Storm? Yeah, um, look, the Stars, this is the first time we had seen them as well. Um, they were a team that last year started. Um, amazingly, and then really fizzled out towards the end of the season. So their their focus this year has been about kind of peaking at the right time and not, you know, throwing all their eggs in one basket right at the beginning of the season. So a close game for them up against the Tactics, who were last year's grand finalists. In fact, grand finalists two years in a row. So always the bridesmaid, the poor Tactics. And... um, yeah, I think the stars were really impressive. Jamie Hume took MVP of that match, a goal attack who, you know, put up 23 shots. And when you've got, you're partnering with someone like Maya Wilson in that goal shoot, to be putting up 23 shots with such a dominant shooter beside you was impressive. So mm. I was really impressed with her game. Holly Fowler returned for the Stars. She had done back-to-back ACL injuries. So Ooh. I know, to see her back on the court after... Same knee? No, other knee. Great. She kind of played for a few weeks in between. So she, you know, rehabbed her left, played a few rounds for the Magic, and then snapped her right ACL pretty shortly after. So, you know, there's a few stories like that in Netball about these horrific comebacks. But, yeah, Holly Fowler back on court, three clean intercepts at wing defence. Wing defenders, they're not supposed to get intercepts. Like, they're just there to make the other defenders look good. So stoked for her to have a really showy game, Um, really good for her confidence. And Anna Harrison, you know, 38, back on court. Played a full game at goal defence. She was all over the court. Spent a lot of time on the floor. Um, it's Anna Harrison we know and love. Um, <laughs> she's out there doing she's it. She's out there doing it. She'll never give up. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how the stars sort of grow week in, week out. The Pulse back in action again. Two games this week. Uh, 57-41 again back at Taropaha Arena down there in Porirua against the Magic this time. Um, but mm. bit more lopsided this one. Yeah. Yeah, a bit of a smashing for the poor old mm. uh, Magic there. Um, yeah, look, I, I I worry about the Magic going forward. They really don't have a wing attack. And, and people who know netball, you know, wing attack is, is like your first five. You know, that's your playmaker yeah. position. It's super, super important um, in netball to have someone who's leading the charge, calling the shots, running that attacking end. And mm. they just didn't sign a wing attack in the offseason. Oh. And I don't want to... 
make any assumptions, but I'm like, whose head is on the chopping block here that you guys didn't recruit or sign anyone who's solely a wing attack? Yeah. Poor Sam Winders, who is a fantastic wing defence, um, you know, has been the Silver Fern Scotia wing defence for a few years now, is having to play that wing attack position because there's no one else. And, you know, she's not a natural feeder, so... It, they look like they struggled out there over the weekend. Um, like I said before in round in game one, the Pulse are a team that I'm really looking out for this year, and I think they're a team that could go all the way to the grand final. Yeah. So they really, um, yeah, the magic really got shown up by a strong outing from the Pulse. But not, I mean, the Pulse put up 57, um, but the, there are scores of 66, and, you know, there's massive scores, so it's not like... All doom and gloom. Obviously, the def- defence is there, but like you said, they can't just score points of their own. Yeah, it was a sloppy game, to be honest. It was pretty hard to watch. And sometimes when you're a, a strong, slick team coming up against a team that maybe isn't performing as well, it is quite easy to kind of not drop to their level. That sounds really harsh, but you have to be really hard on yourself to make mm. sure that you execute your game plans well. When the game's getting messy. Yeah, exactly. So that would probably be something that the Pulse might want to look forward, uh, look at going forward. But yeah. it was just the whole match was messy, um, particularly from the Magic. The Pulse, I actually thought, looked really good. And when you you know, we have talked about teams putting up 60, but 57 is still a, a pretty solid score in netball. Mm. Anything over sort of 55, then as a defender, you're thinking, ah, damn, I didn't do my job. Yeah, well, no. <laughs> No good for the Southern Steel then. They lead in 70 against uh, the Mystics down there in one of the country's uh, premier stadiums. Isn't it amazing down there, that stadium? Am I right in saying you're a Steel fan by kind of birthright? Or? Yeah, kind of, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a, probably more of a uh, mainlander, but okay. um, yeah, I'm... I'm I'm there or thereabouts. Anyone from Auckland th- thinks I'm a Southlander. I'm not. Okay, sorry. Not got quite that, that wrong. Not quite that far <laughs> down. But I do, I've been down there plenty of times. So I actually got dunked on viciously in that stadium. Um, haven't been back there since, but yeah. incredible facility. Um, probably not feeling like an incredible facility for the Steel at the moment. Do you know what? So I, I started my professional netball down there at the Steel and had six years down there. And when you're a defender and you get an intercept and the whole crowd erupts and yeah. you just think like, man, I'm LeBron James right now. Like, this is <laughs> unreal. I'm on fire. So at the moment, the Steel don't get that because of COVID. There aren't yeah. really crowds in at ILT Stadium Southland at the moment. And, you know, it's cliche, but that stadium is the eighth player. Like, if you've been there and you've, you've witnessed yeah. it, it's it's something else. It so kind of feels like a theatre almost. It does. Because you're it quite does. close to the curtains. The red curtains yeah. and the red seats. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, the poor Steel, the Mystic have actually never won in Invercargill in the ANZ Premiership, so for them to not only win um, but do it by 20 goals yeah, not a nice day for the Steel but they didn't start their goal shooter George Fisher, who's been you know their star player for a couple of seasons Speaking now Speaking of LeBron James, she wears her, his boots Yes, yeah. I know, she's got the high tops on the Nikes, the you high, don't see that too often The in high a, socks, yeah. no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. powerful move Yeah, and she's steezy man Like yeah. she, she's fun to watch, she used to have pink the hair, pink hair yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah So she's out. she's nursing a wee knee niggle at the moment, so the Steel are managing that uh, So the LeBrons aren't doing her any uh, favours No, no, apparently not um, And Shannon Saunders, their captain, is recovering from COVID and she's been pretty public about how tough it's been for her getting yeah. back to full fitness, oh. brain fog even so when you're the captain of a team trying to play centre against the Mystics um, that's a lot to try and tackle and it's, it's the part that I think most fans uh, of all sports uh, these past couple of years have neglected to think they think, oh this player's out for seven days yeah. oh sweet, they're back in the team well they've been crook 
for those seven days. Yeah, and like the people I personally know who have COVID have, are struggling, you know, just sitting at their desk working exactly. for days after, you know, recovering from COVID because yeah. it's just so, it really takes it out of you. So, yeah, take my hat off to any girls, um, any of the girls coming back and playing. Um, but Shannon Saunders had eight turnovers in that game and for her, like, that's 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 poor. That's and brain, she was the first. Fog. It's brain fog, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, she was the first to put her hand up and say, my bad, that wasn't good enough. We'll, well fix that next week. Well, that's your round wrap from Storm. She's going to be putting together her team of the week from the performances in those games. We're going to go to an air break. On the other side of this, we're going to go to a vet McCausland jury. It's Storm and Ricardo bringing you the netballing moments that matter. Centre pass in focus on SENZ. Yeah, welcome back in uh, to Centre Pass, uh, Manaya and Storm in the studio with you through until nine o'clock tonight. Um, it is our pleasure to welcome into the show Vet McCausland Jury. She joins us now. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, thank you. Apart from this treacherous weather, it was actually quite a good day. Oh, fantastic! Down in Windy Wellington, are you, Vet? Um, how are you feeling? I guess on, yeah. in a health perspective, I know mm. you. You know, you've recovered now. Yeah, been really good. It was um, a little bit bizarre because I didn't actually have any symptoms, so it was a bit of a shock when I tested. But um, there it was, bright red, good marking. So, look, I've carried on working and been really fortunate that I haven't um, been unwell at all. Isn't it bizarre how that happens? How some people just have absolutely nothing, and That's some crazy. people are in bed for days. Um, anyway, like I, we wanted, we were just talking about how the game must have worked with Waimarama stepping up and um, taking that head coaching role for the actual match day. But were you kind of plugged in somehow? Were you texting her the whole time? Yeah, were you we were on, on the phone? phone. Yeah, how did it work? Yeah, look, we started. Um, we had sort of a bit of a plan that we we'd talk through what we wanted to do anyway um, before that, but. Then I thought I was going to go on the phone and I thought, oh, 100 people, the stadium will be quiet as anything. This will be a piece of cake. Well, I couldn't hear a damn thing. It was so loud. So the phone ended up being an absolute disaster. Um, I did use it in the change rooms and prior to that, did Zoom meetings leading in with free game meetings and trainings, etc. So we tried a few different things. But in the end, I um, guess when I'd spoken to them, I said, look, if it gets a little bit complicated, the easiest thing is just do what you got to do and carry on. And um, for one part, certainly the Saturday game, I sort of just watched it mainly, took notes, and then I was we'd divvied up the different parts. So I was doing feedback um, post-match and the post-match reviews and all that kind of thing to get it ready so they could turn it around quickly, obviously, with the double header. And they only had an hour or so um, before by getting home and then having a debrief. So it just played different roles, really. And, um, no, it was good. I think the division of labour was good and we all managed to have our input. Yeah, I'm so fascinated about the logistics of this. So at the halftime, they're in the sheds. Are you on a Yui Boom speaker? Do they have the overhead projector going? Are you just on speakerphone? Yeah, we just... Yeah, I was ended up just on speakerphone because we'd tried that out and that seemed to work quite well. So I sort of just moved around. They work, obviously, in subgroups and... Um, so I just moved around and I didn't really have a huge amount to say. I think it was really important to allow the people in front of the players to to be heard and um, more importantly not to add to the, you know, the mess of things. So really just listen to make sure when I was doing the debrief and um, writing up the notes that, that I was had the same clarity that they had. Um, so, yeah, no, by and large was was a bit sort of like a, I guess a fly on the wall rather than being fully engaged. 
Yeah, and I guess with the substitutions, particularly in that Saturday game, um, we saw a lot of them from your side. Was that were they pre-planned? I know you're managing, you know, people coming back from injury and, and COVID recovery and whatnot. Or did you have a chance to kind of say, all right, put, you know, blah 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 into goal attack and move Christiana <laughs> to goalkeep? You know, did you have any say in those changes? Yeah. No, we had discussed, as um, we do before any match, talk through all the what-ifs, um, largely around injury, but absolutely we were working really around load management for COVID return to play. So they'd all been through their doctor screening and a few just needed a, um were on managed load. So we'd already talked through how that would work and um, how we would see that playing out at different times of the game. So by and large, that was um, pre-planned and and played its way out. So a little bit easier when it's... And I had that conversation with the players on the Thursday, so they knew well ahead that that's what the doctor had said and this was the outcome of um, how we needed to manage them through the weekend. And might have been different if there were two, um, weren't two games, but with the two games, we had to be really aware of, um, yeah, just their lungs and mm. lungs and legs that only been back for four days. So it was a pretty quick turnaround. Yeah, that's that was the thing I wanted to bring up, was just the, the condensed schedule, the, the stopping and starting, uh, having a contend with the, the COVID that all sports are having to at the moment this year. What, what kind of plans can you put in place, or is it very much just a, w- however we can get through this sort of thing at the moment? Yeah, look, I think it is uh, as somewhat a little bit of a week by week, but by and large, our biggest plan has been um, always working really closely with Manawa, our NNL team, um, our assistant coach for the Pulses, the head coach for Manawa. We... You know, I've worked through running similar um, strategies so that when people come in, it's seamless. And we're really aware of not overloading those players during the week. So they stay each stay in their own programs, respectively. But that's there's that opportunity that when they come in, um, they feel at ease with what's happening. So that's been a, a key part. We talked about the what ifs of, you know, we all have a backup. So physio, there's a backup. Or they're actually about two deep. Backup for managers is too deep. And so everybody's. Um, in the pre-season, we've been through all of those roles and what that would look like and who would do what. So we've talked about a number of um, those scenarios. And I think at the end of the day, it's just each week making sure that the players are healthy and more importantly feel you know, that they're able to contribute what they need to. So, yeah, I think as much as you can plan, you plan. And I don't know whether it's fortuitous or not, but having had so many out at one time, Maybe at this stage it looked like an absolute disaster to start with, but maybe at this point of it it's been really helpful. We've been able to put protocols in place. We've, you know, followed all the return to play piece, and it's actually, um, yeah, there's been some really good lessons out of that. So here we go again, <laughs> week two. Bro. Yeah, well, here you do go again because, you know, you guys have just played the Mystics. Um, obviously a great win against the Magic mm. on Sunday night and then a pretty narrow loss to the Mystics on Saturday. But you've got them again this week in Yvette. How weird is that going kind of back yeah. to back and how do you approach this week at training? Yeah, literally we've got Mystics and Magic again for the next two weeks. So I think the real uh, beneficial part of that is it's really nice that it's current and you can remember, one, how that felt and... Um, where the personnel are at. I think the piece that's different, and I'm sure everybody's um, aware of it as well, is each week you're not quite sure who you're planning to play against, and there's lots of change of personnel, but that in itself, um, the areas that we were really aware of that we needed to be better at was 
there's not a huge amount of gains available. Um, Mystics have been absolutely brilliant at being able to get that ball into Grace securely, and and certainly her shot and her development of her game has been, you know, markedly different. So, I think that we're really aware that when you don't get ball, you've got to be very good with the ball that you've got. So, possession's been a really big focus for us, and um, we'll continue through this week. And and most of it's really just about us. Uh, getting back some control of our own plan and making sure everybody has that clarity. So spent a little bit more time just working through that, the structures, what do they think their key tasks are um, for the game, and then how do we ensure that the strategy is linked to um, the next person in the line, you know. So, yeah, look, I look forward to it. I love every game. I think game day is the best game, of, you know, day of the week, and <laughs> it was a bugger not to be there last, so I can't wait for the week to roll on and... I feel like, yes, I'm going to make it this time. I'm going to actually get there. Yeah, well, you missed two, didn't you, of course, with Pulse having the, the doubleheader over the weekend. Oh, poor Yvette. Um, with, you, you know, your chat about the Mystics being so good at ball retention and obviously getting it into Grace Nwicky, we've talked about that earlier on mm. the show, um, Manaya and I here. And without telling me too much, because I know you probably can't, but what sort of defensive structure or game plan are you looking to kind of execute this weekend against them? Yeah, look, I think all of us um, aim for the same thing and that's putting some pressure on really early and, you know, you hear it all the time. If everybody does defence and everybody does attack, we've got a chance. But you truly need to be able to do that because every one of their front line, including, you know, Goldie, Wingdy, um, been absolutely awesome to see Michaela come back from such a challenging few years and she's really playing some strong netball and looking in early. So the ball can go in from anywhere and I think that for us is... The key is that we all need to be effectively um, putting pressure on them and getting over the ball. So it uh, doesn't mean it isn't going to go in. We see that plenty of times <laughs> at sales straight past, but uh, we'll give it a good go and, um, hope, you know, Kelly get her calves and going this week and keep the jumping jack <laughs> in the back. Brilliant. Thanks very much for your uh, your time and uh, all the best for your round three matchup this week. Thank you. Appreciate it. interesting. <laughs> Thanks, Dom. Take care. You too. See ya. Avi McCausland, Jury, there, uh, head coach of the Pulse. I know I got got a little bit uh, off in the weeds about the logistics of the of the coaching uh, in the box there, but so fascinating to me. Yeah. Just all of the weird things that we're going to look back on in a few years and be like, remember when you had to do this? Yeah, remember when the coach used to have to get on speakerphone, then go around to this group of players, then go around to this group of players. What it's- was um, hilarious last season was Rob Wright, who is the current Mystics assistant coach, was in Australia and he had just been signed as the new assistant coach, but he couldn't get into the country because he was an Australian. So for like the Work first, from home. yeah, from the first three rounds, they literally had him on an iPad and just sitting on the manager's lap and he was watching kind of through the iPad and you could just see his face and every now and then the you know, sky camera would like zoom in to this floating Rob Wrighthead that was just kind of watching the game through an iPad. Could they not have set up a mop or something so it was that? Something like that, right. And they were just like carrying him around on an iPad at the, you know, halftime talks and whatnot through the <laughs> huddle. I was like, oh my God, someone's job in this match is just to carry Rob Wright on the iPad around. So <laughs> Get on a plate. It's hilarious. You've got to have plan A, B, C and D at the moment. Yes. Yeah, and world, E and F and G. That's the world we're living in. <laughs> All right, uh, we're about to go to a break. Uh, don't forget, coming up later in the show, we're going to be talking to Tapia Selby-Rickett. But right after this, Storm's going to lose some friends as she names her <laughs> Team of the Week. It's Storm and Ricardo bringing you the netballing moments that matter. Centre Pass, in focus on SENZ. Don't 
Welcome back in uh, to Centre Pass and focus on SENZ, uh, Manoa and for Ricardo Storm in here uh, making her demands about the levels of the of the aircon. Too high, Man, too low. it's hot in here. It's been an issue. It's been an issue for weeks. Um, I think almost every show has addressed it at some point. You've got such a flash studio, guys. Like, I mean, surely that's something you could sort out. There's a dial for the lights, <laughs> and the lights are only ever all the way up or off. Mm-hmm. And there's no dial for the aircon. So it's just on or off. It's hot or cold. Right. Um, and it's pretty warm at the moment. Very warm. Do you uh, want me to turn I can turn the No, you're good. Aircon you're fine. No, okay. no, no, you're fine. It's that time of the show. It's right. because I get all worked up, you know, we're talking netball and I start sweating. There's some, there's some <laughs> fire going on in here. Yeah. And it's heating the room up. Um, all right, it's time for Storm to burn some bridges. She's going to name <sighs> her performance of the week. Uh, we went over it uh, so many times I've forgotten already. I'm going to start backwards from Golf Shooter. Nice. Uh, Golf Shooter, sorry. Um, yeah. Who have you got? Who's your player of the week? I mean, I think this will come as no surprise to anyone. I'll even let you guess who it's going to be, Manaya. Grace Nwicky? It's Grace Nwicky. Um, she, you know, back-to-back games, four games at goal shoot. Um, she is just outstanding, unstoppable. MVP in that game one against the Pulse, shooting at 96%. Yeah. I mean, Maya Wilson's up there. She could have been, you know, close in runner In conversation? Up. Yeah. But you think she'll have other weeks maybe, Maya? Possibly. Yeah. 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 So, Grace. Yeah. All right, goal attack as we're working our way back. Uh, I'm going with Tiana Matura. Uh, her mum, Waimanama Tomanu, was coaching her over the weekend, mm. and I don't know whether, you know, that extra pressure just made Tiana really step up. Um, no one wants to disappoint Mama when she's on the sidelines, mm. so especially not when it's Y. She's a terrifying lady. Um, no, Mama was holding the, uh, the speakerphone <laughs> at halftime. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so Tiana, oh, she's great. She's young. She's been away for a year, played down at the Steel for a year, and has come back to the Pulse, and uh, she's only 20 or something, but she's playing like right. she's 35. Uh, so much maturity. Composer, uh, composer. She's a composer. She's a composer. Yeah, she writes a lot of classical music. <laughs> so it's, a, it's something a lot of people don't know about her. Well, maybe, yeah. maybe she might be one of the players we highlight one week. Um, not today, but yeah. yeah, she's just fantastic. So she's my goal attack. Moving backwards to your wing attack now, Peter Toyava. Uh, her seamless connection with Grace Nwicky is um, amazing. Um, <laughs> I've got the giggles because I said composer. Pull yourself <laughs> together, Storm. Pull it together. Peter Toyava is um, amazing. She has the ball on a mm. string. If you can ever watch a live game in netball, um, anyone listening around the country, try and make it a Mystics game and just zone in on Peter and watch her move around the court. She is a magician. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, at centre. Mila Ruelu Buchanan. And I nearly didn't pick her because her name's so hard to say. But <laughs> Mila Ruelu Buchanan is my centre of the week from the Stars. Um, another player who's really enjoying regular court time. Yep. Um, and her combination with Gina Crampton at wing attack is, is super fun to watch. Mila herself is fun to watch. She's really extra the way she plays. You know, right. like she really follows through her passes and you know flicks her fingers out and runs around the court and puts everything into the way she plays. Um, and she had a really solid solid game for the Stars against the Tactics. Brilliant wing defence. Who? You got someone? I've gone stars again. It's Holly Fowler. We talked about her at the top of the show um, with this sort of uh, remit, the, you know, talking through round one. Mm. Um, three intercepts at wing defence. If I was the goalkeeper playing in that game, I would have almost been pissed off at her for stealing all the ball because <laughs> she's there to make the other defenders look good, but uh, she was too busy getting all the ball herself. Making so. herself look good. Exactly, but um, good on her. She's come back from two ACLs and, yeah, she was fantastic. Well, and it's got herself onto the team of the week as well here. Yes, exactly. 
That'll be the highlight of a year, oh, I'm sure. Hard work pays <laughs> off. Um, it doesn't go unnoticed here in Centre Pass. Uh, goal defence, who have you got? So this one was a tough one. I've actually gone with Karis Stythe from the Mystics, mm-hmm. and I imagine a lot of people listening will be like, who on earth is that? Uh, she's a Mystics training partner. But, um, you know, she's taller than me. She's been filling in at goal defence because Phoenix Karaka is coming back from, you know, COVID, having a baby as well and and managing all that. And every time Karis is taken to the court, she has picked up ball um, and she's done really well. She's rangy. Um, she moves her feet really well for someone so tall, and she's fresh out of high school. Like she graduated at the end of last year, so and she's a standing member of the squad. She's not a COVID ring-in. Well, she's a contracted training partner, so the Mystics are free to use her as they please. Right, but she's not a fully contracted player, so I don't imagine she will be on the bench week in and week out. Um, well. Now that, she's, now that she's on Storm's team of the week. Yeah, Helene Wilson, coach of the Mystics, if you're listening, I'd keep Karis in there because yeah. um, she's one to watch out for. Yeah, yeah we're changing lives here um, in the <laughs> team of the week. And I notice you haven't picked a captain yet. Is that Are we going to get to that later? Or, yeah. or will you tell me when, when that position comes up? Well, it's, there's only one position There's only one left. position left, yes. so it's got to be it's, your captain. It's got to be Sulu Fitzpatrick from the Mystics, who is also happens to be the, the Mystics captain. captain. <laughs> so she's, she's doing her job, clearly. Um, I have just realised I'm slightly biased to the to the defence end. I picked Edna McKay from the Magic last week, who's also a goalkeeper. But for me, two things: Sulu had an out, and two outstanding games actually. Um, and in the first game, second game, sorry, she was MVP. She picked up like eight intercepts or something ridiculous out the back um, up against the Steel. So she was just fantastic. And uh, secondly, that's that's sort of how many you get in a. In a, in a month a season? almost, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, yeah, if you were me, maybe in, in, your, in your career. Uh, she was, yeah, she was outstanding. And she really leads from the back at goal keep. Like, yeah. she just, I mean, I love defenders who are captains because I think they have time to kind of sit back and assess the game. They don't have the added pressure of having to get the hoop and the ball. I'm sorry, the ball and the hoop and whatnot. So I really like it when there's a defender as, as your captain. Yeah. And I think Sulu... They don't have the ball in their hands as well. Exactly. So, and plus they've got the best view of the court. Exactly. You know, they've just everything's going for them to really nail it from the back there. So um, she is my captain for not only putting out an, an outstanding performance, but just mm. just being a great captain for the Mystics as, as it is. Like you never stop hearing her voice um, on court, and everything she says, she says eloquently, and it's um, it's you know constructive and it's to the point, and she doesn't waffle and she's not angry. It's controlled. Yeah. What what, what percentage of defense, particularly in netball, is just communication. Oh, huge, huge, fifty um, percent. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you can quantify it to be honest, because that probably makes no sense. But um, it's huge because you're working as a unit. You know, like especially in New Zealand and the style of defence that we play, it is very sort of off the body zone defence. A lot of zone defence. A lot of yeah, your favourite. Yeah. Setting up the zone defence to allow players in the back to go for intercepts. So, you know, if you're not communicating and, and setting up those structures and talking about where you are and where you know mm. your your partner should be and whatnot, then it doesn't work. Well, that's the part. Yeah, that's the thing about. Um, um, zone defence, because you can only see really where you are, and particularly the way um, netball's oriented, where you're only looking in one direction. Yes. Um, so if you've got someone behind you who can call out different um, coverages and things like that, because exactly. um, it's no good 
I mean, just coming from a uh, basketball background, it's no good just saying, oh, yeah, we're playing zone and then just letting everyone run past you. No, exactly. You're not doing your job at all. Yeah. And and the goalkeeper at the back is, is you know, the master of everything. You know, they're pulling the strings and, and telling you where to go and up and down and whatnot um, when you are executing that zone defence. So she does that really well. And I think the fact that I picked Kara Stythe, such a young defender, as my goal defence, you know, she was partnering with Sulu. And obviously, you know, Sulu allowed Karis to really stand out and have a great game. So... Yep, that's who I'm going for. Uh, it's a great team, and as <sighs> you mentioned, uh, Nepal's a very defensive game, and uh, you've, you've leaned towards the defenders. <laughs> I probably do that every week. Sorry, guys. <laughs> leaned into that. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be talking to Tobias Selby-Rickett. It's Storm and Ricardo bringing you the netballing moments that matter. Centre pass in focus on SENZ. Don't Storm this week, bringing you the netball moments that matter and the netball players that matter as well. Joining the show right now is Tapia Shelby Rickett. How are you, mate? Selby. I'm good, Jacob. How are you? Sorry, we've got to address this. Jacob's put your name in the system. He's written down Shelby. And oh, it's... I get it a lot. I was going to say, how many times has that happened in your life, Teeps? <laughs> oh, my gosh, all the time. I'd just like to apologise on behalf of Jacob. It's not your fault. I apologise. He's, he's, he's got a long and promising future ahead of him. It doesn't need to be cut short by this mistake. <laughs> well, we'll yeah. move on. We'll move on. Um, Teeps, what's happening? Can you give me a wee update on um, the squad health, please? Because I know you guys have had your own COVID battles too. Yeah, we're all good now. Everyone's fit. Everyone's back. We had a few. We've probably had about three or four out so far with COVID, but everyone's sweet now. We've just got our coach that's still at home has got COVID, but she should be back by the end of the week, so... Yeah, we're looking forward to having her back. So, how? I mean, we talked to Yvette earlier on the show about how um, her role kind of worked with Y there and how she was, you know, tuning in and on the phone and whatnot mm. and, and quarter breaks and stuff. How did it work with your coach, Mitz, being away? What was your approach? Um, well, we just had Donna looking after the attacking and, and Tanya with the um, D and we didn't really talk to Mitz directly, but she was constantly... Um, you know, talking to Donna and she was relaying those messages to us. It actually worked quite well. It wasn't very disruptive or anything like that. And, yeah, it was quite good having Donna, actually. Fantastic. Well, what about at halftime? Um, because Yvette mentioned that she was calling in, she was on the speakerphone and being passed around the changing rooms at halftime. Is any of that going on? No, we didn't actually do that. I thought we would. We had talked about that happening, but I think the um, internet connection at Cal Stadium wasn't the best. So, yeah, we just had um, we just had Donna relaying all the messages, which, yeah, it was, it was fine, actually. We were just talking off air about Cal Stadium, actually. Like, I mean, when was the last time you played netball in there and how weird was it to play a professional game of netball in there? <laughs> yeah, it was quite weird, actually. Apparently they haven't played there since 2001. So, what, 21 wow. years since I've played there. But um, I actually didn't mind it. It was quite good. It was quite nice. I reckon with the crowd in there, um, it'll be quite cool. Um, the basketball players played there quite often. Hmm. So, yeah. Okay. It is quite old, but I thought it was fine. The Still da- the same. The dark post. court. It was old school. It was actually, yeah, quite yeah. fun to watch. The low ceiling. Yeah, yeah, Very. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Teeps, you are, I hate to bring it up, but you are the only team now to um, not have a win next to your name so far in the ANZ Premiership. What have you made of your start or your team's start to this comp so far? Yeah, it hasn't really gone to plan. Um, we're happy to get a, a point on the board, but... Um, yeah, not great, but we seem to make a habit of it. We've done this the last couple of seasons. We've lost our first couple of games, so I'm hoping we're just going to keep improving every week. Um, we've got you know enough experience. We've got a good core of players that have been there for a while, so there's no excuse, no reason why we shouldn't be able to get better. But um, yeah, like you say, it's 
not very nice being down the bottom of the table. <laughs> how, how disruptive has this season been and, and what do you sort of have in place personally for yourself to, to try and, like, I don't know, stay uh, on track, stay on target? Do you do you have any plan in place or do you just sort of take each game as it comes and just think, well, whatever we've got to do to get through it? Yeah, we just got to take each week as it comes. I think um, we had a huge improvement in our training intensity last week um, after that huge loss to the Steel, which was quite embarrassing. Um, but like, I know everyone says that it's cliche, but you do learn the most from your losses. You have a really good look at yourself. And um, I just think it's not panic stations yet. Um, if we can just keep improving each week, um, I've still got belief that we can um, we can do well in the competition. Do you say that huge loss was embarrassing because you were up against your sister in Te Hungereo, Selby Ricket? Or? Yeah, that, that, yeah, that definitely doesn't help. But, yeah, she played really well. Um, I just didn't think, you know I, know, I knew their team, they were going to have a good team and um, they were going to be much better with Shannon back. We played them a couple of times in pre-season without her, um, but she does make a huge difference for them. But I did not see that scoreline. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, that was a yeah, but I think, like I said, we definitely made some huge improvements in the last week. All right, we're going to get to the uh, what do we call in this storm? Rapid fire questions. Yeah, quick fire, get quick, to know. Quick fire, this get is, to know. To this fire. is Rick's part of the show, so you have to really step up. Okay, Selby Rick, we're going to go as quick fire as we can. What was the last song you played on Spotify? Um, we don't talk about Bruno, the Disney song from Encanto, the movie. Oh wow! Great song. Wow, Great. okay. I'll have to check it out. Uh, what's your go-to comfort food? Big Mac. Yep, brilliant. Same yeah. here. Um, what is your favourite sport other than netball? Basketball. Favourite all-time movie? Home Alone. Oh, my God. I remember when Tapia <laughs> and Brad Webber sat me down and made me watch that with them, and they sat there laughing at each other, you know, like, all oh, happy, clappy and nostalgic, and I hated every second of it. Yeah. We were like, you know, 20-year-olds. Hasn't aged well. Um, oh, my if, God. If you didn't watch it back then, who's the most famous person you've ever met? Um, I actually met Sonny Bill Williams at the airport, and Storm was there with me at the time. We were at Sydney Airport, so yeah, he's, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's the most famous person I've met. Brilliant. Now, I don't know if Storm prepped you on this one. What's your Uber rating? Oh, um, seven, oh 4.75. Oh! Is that, is that bad? Yeah, it is. No, is it? It's, I mean, What's yours, Storm? My tapes, I was definitely, definitely counting on mine being better than yours, because I've shared a few Ubers with you. Um and, you know, I just thought that would be the way it goes. But mine's 4.74. And from what I've heard, that's oh. pretty bad. Like, we both need to really, oh, really clean up our act in Ubers. Oh, I feel like I always give them the standard Uber chat. Maybe that's why. <laughs> I always ask them how their night's going and if they've been busy and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> Brilliant. Maybe well, that's where you're going wrong. Well, uh, you're, not, you're not going that wrong. You're better than Storm. Uh, thanks very much for your time to pyre. Selby Rickett, your name's no been updated in the system. Um, we really appreciate <laughs> you. your time. Cheers, thanks, mate. No worries. All right, we'll okay, be see ya. See you, mate. We'll be back uh, after this break with a round preview. No, there's no more break. We ain't going anywhere. R- round two, three? three. I wrote round two down. Oh, look at us all getting our notes wrong tonight. I mean, it's higgledy piggledy. There's there oh, were, yeah. what four games last week. There are now three. The following week, there are going to be twelve games. It seems <laughs> like it's all over the show. The first game, the 27th of March, at the Trust Arena, Mystics versus Pulse. Who you got? Look, we talked to a vet about the rematch for this one. Um, again, I'm going Mystics. If they've got their full lineup, their full seven, you know, Grace Nwicky, Phoenix Karaka's back. If Peter Toyava's starting and firing, I just really think they're unbeatable at the moment until the other teams get into their strides and really develop as the season goes on. So I'm going Mystics by nine.
Okay. Mm. Um, we're heading back down to Southland, which we both agree, one of the great stadiums mm-hmm. um, and not just Nepal, but I'd say most sports. They've got the Velodrome in the same building. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Steel versus Stars, who have you got? Do you know what? So this morning when I did a, a separate interview about this, I actually picked the Stars. But I'm going to go back and go Steel this time because I think the 20-goal loss the Steel experience on Monday night, you know, they would have really hated that. Um, they will start George Fisher. You know, she started on the bench. I think they'll learn from that mistake. Well, you learn the most from your losses as exactly. well, don't you? Yeah, how many times have we heard that? Yeah, exactly. So I just think at home they'll want to really improve. Um, the Stars will be riding high from their win but may go in a little bit complacent. So I'm actually going to pick the Steel, you know, by five or less in that one. Okay, the uh, last round of uh, last match of the round, the Magic take on the Tactics in Tauranga. Uh, no more. What was it Cal Stadium? No, uh, no low ceilings I think there. Think we'll be back there. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, who have you got in that one? I'm going Tactics in this one, like we just heard from Tapia Selby Rickett. Um, they need a win. They'll know that they haven't won a match yet. They are good enough to be winning. They've got no excuses to not be winning. Um, whereas the Magic, I just think they're looking. This is harsh, but at the moment it's a little bit woeful and it's going to take them a while to figure out their, um, I don't know, the, how the rest of their season is going to look, how mm. that attacking line is going to play out. They need to find a wing attack. So for now, I think the tactics should should breeze through on that yeah, one. Yeah, been a very topsy-turvy season thus far and it's probably going to be much the same for from here on out. Uh, we just had a text through on the temper bedpost text machine from Michael. Is there a new Bowls show on from Wednesday night? There is. There is a new Bowls show wow. from Wednesday night. Cool. We've got you covered here on uh, SENZ. Um, Storm, thanks very much for coming in. Thanks very much for tolerating me for the last hour. It's been a pleasure. It was a great time. Thanks, Nai. Loved it. You'll be back in again with Ricardo next week uh, for all your netball coverage uh, wrap-up and for Storm to burn a few more bridges when she picks her. (laughs) Team of the week, thanks very much. I am going to pull out my sleeping bag and sleep in the studio, get up and do the run home again tomorrow. Cheers to Jacob for writing the wrong names in the system. (laughs) 